Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We're talking about the Supreme Court and some of the last cases uh, in their term in June with Andrew Russell, who is an attorney here in San Luis Obispo. He's a partner in a Boston law firm, and he's of counsel with... Carmel and Nakasha. We've been talking about Mallory versus Norfolk Southern Railway Company, and uh, I always love railroad company cases. My great-granddaddy represented the Rock Island Line when he was a lawyer in Chicago. Andrew, I wanted to talk a little bit about the assumptions people make about the Supreme Court and the justices. We're not going to get into the ethical issues, raising their ugly head right now about a couple of them, but the, the assumption is always, well, the the three liberal judges are on one side and the six conservative justices, they're on the other side and they're never going to even talk to each other. And uh, you look at um, Mallory and and you basically have a, like you said, a four to four to one decision with Justice Alito basically being the tiebreaker in his separate opinion. You've got uh, two liberals and two uh, conservatives on the minority side. And you've got liberals and conservatives on the majority side. Uh, is that something that you've uh, noticed in your analysis of some of the cases in this last month of the Supreme Court? Yeah, and and I think it's a good thing um, that maybe that there's a little bit of crossover um, amongst the justices. I think that there's a lot um, that comes out these days as far as politicizing the bench. And I'm sure that there's certain uh, support for that. But in, sure. in decisions like Mallory, it's really interesting to see that Justice Alito is the swing vote uh, yeah. and that you have Justice Jackson and, and Justice Thomas and Justice Gorsuch and Justice Sotomayor seeing eye to eye, um, which just doesn't happen every day. Um, <laughs> and and it, it is refreshing because, you know, the, the judges are supposed to kind of call balls and strikes, as the Chief Justice likes to say. That's true. And yeah. um, the, it, I might not agree with the the decision in Mallory, but I, I could appreciate how they came to it, and it was uh, not on political lines. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the, there used to be a uh, justice in New York, uh, New York Su- Supreme Court, and his reputation was uh, he he had a uh, opinion. He was just looking for the case to put the opinion out <laughs> on. Uh, we, we had some other cases like that in. Uh, on June 29th, uh, Groff versus DeJoy came out. That's DeJoy is, of course, the uh, head of the post office. And uh, Groff was a uh, mailman who had been a mailman for years, and uh, all of a sudden they were making him work on Sundays. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that case? You do employment law, after all. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, so basically it was a, a First Amendment uh, case, basically. Uh, the, the mailman did not want to work on uh, on on the Sabbath, uh, given his uh, beliefs. And there was a federal statute that said that an employer had an obligation to make accommodation for that kind of religious belief. Yes. Uh, not just for Sundays. So some, you know, if your religious belief was you had to take off Friday or, or Saturday. Saturday or Monday, because uh, there are religions that have that, uh, then they some reasonable accommodation had to be made. What, what was the uh, breakdown between the liberals and the uh, conservatives on that one? It was unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no breakdown. And again, refreshing to see. I mean, yeah. I think that hopefully it, I know that polling right now is uh, probably not that much faith in the, 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 the judiciary, 
but at least you know they can get they can get things you know get together on certain issues. Well, this is why uh, federal judges and justices have lifetime appointments so that they don't respond to polling. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, <laughs> um, and occasionally they do. Uh, I I know my uh, well. Uh, my family had a lot of connections with some guy named FDR, uh, and uh, when uh, the PWA was struck down, there was such a, by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional. There was such an outcry in the country that when they came back with the WPA, the Supreme Court found a way to make that constitutional or find it was constitutional. Um, but you had some other good uh, cases right here at the end. You had. I think my favorite is Tyler versus Hennepin County, Minnesota. Um, that's a case where uh, actually somebody uh, hadn't paid their property taxes. And uh, Tyler hadn't paid her property taxes. And so the county foreclosed, basically. And then they sold the property and got the taxes paid. But then, uh, you know, the property was worth way more than the taxes. And they just kept the money. And uh, this went all the way to the Supreme Court because uh, Tyler said, wait a minute, you know, okay, I owed the taxes, but it was still my property. You're taking the rest of my property if you take all the money. I think about a third of the money went to the taxes, and she had two-thirds of the money coming under most people's view of uh, property rights. Um, That was decided on April 26th this year and again you had a you had a split decision you had uh, conservatives and liberals on the majority side that said you know what this is a taking you got to give the money back and uh, uh, you had conservatives and liberals on the minority side that somehow said well no no they, they've got their own state law they can they can just keep it but uh, it was it was one of those cases where liberal and conservative doesn't mean much when people have taken an oath to the Constitution. They're calling balls and strikes. Exactly. And uh, I think the other big case was Moore versus Harper. Everybody expected that uh, the uh, conservatives, at least the media, all expected the conservatives to come down on the side of Alabama's ability to redistrict any way they wanted. And uh, they redistricted in such a way that there was only one district where a African-American could have a chance of getting elected. And uh, again, you had uh, conservatives side with liberals to say, you know, the 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment that gave Congress power to make sure that we had... Uh, we had uh, fair districting and fair voting uh, in the Confederate states. Um, you know, they, they have the right to enforce that power. And so uh, that was, again, one of those uh, cases where uh, the assumptions that people were making were ill-founded. Um, you, you've argued cases in court, Andrew. Have you... Uh, have you found it uh, useful to assume that a judge is not going to listen to your arguments? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, and, and, and again, it's refreshing. I mean, um, thankfully in my career, uh, 
you know, the, you, you, you get a fair shake. You're, you're for a judge who's impartial. Uh, and, you know, they're just trying to come out calling balls and strikes on whatever the issue is. Um, and I think there's a there's a uh, assumption by the public that those necessarily, those judges are kind of wearing skewed glasses sure. uh, uh, when they're making those calls. Or have, not to get in the ethics part, but have other interests, uh, you know, uh, pulling their lever on what decision to, to make or not make. Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, and we're having a good discussion with Andrew Russell, who is of counsel with Carmela Nakasha here in San Luis Obispo. Uh, Andrew, if somebody wanted to get your services, if they uh, they had a products liability issue or they had a business issue that they needed help with, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, um, I have two, two, two email addresses, uh, arussell at piercedavis.com. Uh, and a Russell at KarnakLaw.com. And if you need help in Boston, the Pier- Pierce Davis and Peritana. Pierce Davis and Peritana. Well, give us the simple one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's uh, a, a Russell at PierceDavis.com is oh. that email address. Okay. And uh, do you have a phone number where people can call you? Yeah. Uh, office line is 617 350 very good. Very good. Well, I appreciate you uh, telling us about these important cases, Andrew. And uh, let me talk a little bit about some upcoming shows that we're going to have. And folks, we're, if you have a question for one of our guests, or if you want to hear from a guest, if you want to hear from a lawyer, an office holder, or an activist about policy or the law, you can email me at stew.jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S, at dimescentralcoast.com. And if you'd like to have a podcast of this show, you can go to knews985.com, and you can just click on the tab for Slow County Public Policy and the Law and scroll down to the latest episode. We'll see you after this break. <laughs> 